Hey everybody, it's Be Still Be Free, and I am Sarah bringing you Monica hosting our what, discussion what? today. <laughs> um, yeah, we're are, we are in the middle, really, yeah. kind of in the middle of our Be Complete series on the Proverbs 31 woman. Um, last week, I was given the privilege of speaking about the character of the Proverbs mm-hmm. 31 woman. So good. Today, Monica is going to talk to us about husband and wife. Yes. Now, remember, if yes. you're not a wife, do not turn it off. Do not turn it off. And here's where I wanted to start with. We think of the Proverbs 31 woman as primarily a wife. And I know a lot of the translations say a wife of noble character, but the biggest translation of the word that Hebrew word is woman, yeah. not wife. So it's a, a woman of noble character, a valiant woman, like we talked about. Um, but in this proverb of 21, 22 verses, there are only four verses that talk about the husband and wife relationship. And so that's one fifth of yeah. this entire passage that focuses on a spouse. So I just say all that to start off with, this is not a... Um, This is not a message for single women that a husband completes you because this is only like one small part, Mm -hmm. like the smallest part. There were more verses about her character. There's more verses about her work than there is about her as a wife. Well, and if you take a step back and don't do the literal meaning, Mm -hmm. but like I said in the first week, how Mm -hmm. there are commentaries that suggest that this is more of the bride of the church with the groom of Christ. Yes, which I love that analogy. Then you have a husband in Christ because he is what truly completes you. Yes, Exactly. Yeah. And so really, you could ask yourself, is this what Jesus is saying of you? Oh, that's so good. That's a great way to frame it. I mean, married or not, is is this what Jesus is going to say? Um, So because there's just these four verses, I'm going to take this um, verse by verse and just kind of break it down. And we're just going to start from there and um, see what this discussion. That's why we kind of picked this, right? Because we wanted to dive into a passage. Because I'm doing the same thing. Exegetical. Mm -hmm. Ex- way of approaching it. Expository. Uh, thank you. Yes. Is yes. that the word you were looking for? Well, yeah, that and exegesis. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't think exegetical was mm-hmm. what I was having. I was okay. like, is that the right way to switch that word? Yeah, not sure. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. I have a seminary my degree head. from um, my kitchen table, <laughs> university. Okay. So, I, like I said, this is a predominantly a woman, mm-hmm. not just wife. Um, and we had talked about this already before, but the Greek word or the Hebrew word for noble or for um, what, the other translation virtuous. of it, virtuous, mm-hmm. is um, strong. It's mm-hmm. strength. It's valiant. Um, and one of them is a force, whether of men, means, or other resources. So she's a force. You know who this reminded me of a little bit was Deborah. Yes. Wasn't Deborah the one that we did that yes. was the warrior? She led the army. Warrior. Just mm-hmm. a strong warrior. That She kept coming into my mind. If you haven't listened to our Women of the Bible series, go back, yeah. search at the top, Women of the Bible, Deborah. Yes. Um, because oh, that was she, great. This just, when you think of valiant warrior I and strong, that's who I thought of. That's exact. That's exactly right. She was the one. I thought of that too. <laughs> She was a one. I'm going to find some fours and nines and see if I can relate and figure out my number. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. We should do an, um, 
total sidebar, but that would be a fun series. That like would be a the Enneagram Women of the Bible. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh, that'd be so we much could totally fun. do that. Maybe that'll be a summer hey, series. We'll put out like the Enneagram <laughs> test. Yeah. For women to take, like uh, like one of the online yeah. easy tests for all yeah. of our listeners to do, and then we'll go and find Women of the Bible. I want, maybe that exists. Maybe we can just link over. <laughs> I bet someone's done that. I doubt I it. Don't know. <laughs> okay. So this what this woman of noble character, um, David Guzik says the virtuous woman can be single or married, but each will have particular ways the virtue is expressed, either in singleness or as a family. Um, the vocabulary and expressions in general have the ring of an ode to a champion. Oh, isn't that so great? Mm-hmm. An ode of a, to a champion. What this woman has dun, did not dun, simply. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Her name is Rocky. Um, What this woman did has didn't simply fall to her. It is victory through wisdom, Mm -hmm. her hard-won reward. And so, um, gosh, I just love that. Like, Mm -hmm. her reward from fighting with wisdom. Like, love that. Oh, it's just such a great thing. It should not be used to... It's the tension. It is the tension. It's the tension. It is. Yes. Um, it should not be used to compare or condemn either oneself or another woman. Rather, this character should reflect the values and aspiration of the women of the woman that walks in fear of the Lord and godly wisdom. Mm. So I just think that's an important thing to remember. It's not it's not just about her being a wife, but it's her character mm-hmm. and how it's reflecting the aspiration of wisdom mm-hmm. and that she's walking in the fear of the Lord and godly wisdom. Uh, Matthew Henry says that women made strong by the wisdom and grace and the fear of God. It is the same word used in the character of good judges that they, so this is the word virtuous, noble, valiant, Mm -hmm. um, that they are able men qualified for the business to which they are called men of truth, fearing God. So it follows a virtuous woman is a woman of spirit who has command of her own spirit. Like I talked about before and knows how to manage other people's one that is pious and industrious. And to help meet mm-hmm. for a man at some mm-hmm. point. So um, I just love that. That's how this all starts off. This is how we're kicking off this whole entire passage yep. is that she is a force to be reckoned with. She's not weak. She is not weak. So whether you are single or not, like be a force. That's right. Be strong. That's right. Walk in godly wisdom. Walk in God's ways. Because you're like, a representative of God's wisdom no matter what your title is. That's correct. No matter if you got Mrs. Miss... That matter. You're a representation of God's wisdom. That's right. Um, she is worth far more than rubies. Okay, I love. I just love this. So, the whole point of this um, verse is just to say that she had such great value that she mm. is precious. That she is a rare find. Um, there are six verses in the Old Testament that refer to that reference rubies, but it's always in the context of what is great of greater worth than rubies. Mm. So, there's several different proverbs that say um, wisdom is greater than rubies. Lips of knowledge is greater than rubies. And then in this, the value of a strong woman is greater than rubies. Wow. So she is more Wait, precious. Read that again. The value of a strong, strong woman. woman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is worth more than rubies. Um, she's more precious in value than the rarest red jewels. That's amazing. I love that. So it's not just this random happenstance thing. It's that like rubies were very difficult to come by and she's just worth so much more than that. She's precious. And that's how God sees us. Yeah. Like this is not the precious in opinion. a weak way, but just precious no, in a, gosh, a value way. on that. Yeah. Because the primary word, she's worth far more it's value like her value what she brings to the table the strengths that she brings and i think god knew that like i think you know i've always said that i think that women when it comes to spiritual matters 
are a force to be reckoned with. Like we could change the world Mm -hmm. if we really embraced spiritual matters and lived out the kingdom of God here Mm -hmm. on earth. I really believe that more than men. Yeah. I think that we are in touch with our spirituality more. I think that we think in those feelings and contexts more than men. We don't think in boxes like men for us. Everything's like a bowl of noodles. It all goes together. Um, One thing leads to another. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's by accident that he's talking about, how valuable we are to kingdom building. Cause that's yeah. what this is all about. It's about kingdom building and spreading the gospel. Yeah. And so that is not by accident. I know it's not by accident at all. And if you think about, um, like the greatest men, like, Billy Graham, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. or other men of that caliber of integrity. Greg Steely. Greg Steely, <laughs> the most rarest ruby of a husband. Rare in a whole other way. Um, but they would all tell you it's their wife and knowing that their wife was discerning, wise, prayerful, mm-hmm. fighting battle. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Greg would be the first to tell you the only reason we moved to Atlanta is I told him he needed to take this job. Mm. He did not want to take it. Wow. He was scared. He was uncomfortable with raising funds. And I said, you need to do it. This is what we need to do. Azer. I was the Azer because mm-hmm. he couldn't see it from, mm-hmm. he couldn't see it from a different perspective, yeah. but I could. And that's why that. that, and then God just opened the doors and blessed all that. Love that. Um, her husband has full confidence in her. So the King James version of this part is what I love the most because it says the KJV. heart, which I can't believe I'm or saying is that. Is Monica really reading the oh, KJV? I am. Woo! I am. But it's so sweet. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her. Mm-hmm. Like he safely love trusts that. in her. She's trustworthy. She's trustworthy. He knows that his most vulnerable places are safe in her hands, are safe in her heart, that she's not going to take advantage of them. She's not going to wield them as a weapon later. She's not going to uh, strike arrows into those weak places. He knows he can be real. He can be vulnerable. He can be his whole entire self with her, and then that's a safe place. And, you know, the thing that is so important about that is there's a reason why that verse is in there. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think that we have turned into such a what about me group of people. Yeah. That people can't trust our reactions. They can't trust where we're going to come from. They don't know if it's safe anymore. Mm-hmm. Can they trust us with their secrets? Can they trust us with our reaction? Mm-hmm. Can they trust us with their vulnerabilities? Yeah. And Because how many people let you down because you've let them into that space and they've turned around to hurt you? Yeah. it's We're a culture of anything you say can and will be used against you That's in a right. future fight. That's exactly right. I mean, it just, it, whether it's spouse, friends, Mm -hmm. family, work, Mm -hmm. Twitter, whatever the case may be. Yep. That's so true. Um, there was a definition of, um, full confidence that said he can confide in her and that enables him to be bold and Mm. secure and sure. I love that. It's the Acer. Mm -hmm. So just the ability that she can be so trustworthy, um, gives him strength to walk boldly in his calling. I don't know. It's just, it's such a give and take. It is. Of characteristics. It's a yin yin and yang. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's just how God perfectly fit us together that they have things that we need and we have things that they need. And if we will give them to each other, we'll love each other enough to meet that need. Mm -hmm. It elevates both of us. Yeah. 
Um, David Guzik says the heart of her husband safely trusts her. The virtuous wife not only has the trust of her husband, but it is safely given to her. Her character is trustworthy, filled with integrity. She will speak, act, and live with wisdom, and therefore God's blessing will be on their home, and he will have no lack of gain. A foolish woman who can't be trusted takes some measure of blessing away from the home, and this is often seen financially or materially. Mm. And I think that's so true if you think about the converse of that, where he does not have full confidence in her. There's a blessing that removed from the home yeah. or from the marriage or the relationship or whatever the case may be. There's a blessing that's yeah. removed. Um, she is a blessing to him. And, you know, none of this is to imply that there's no responsibilities on his part here because obviously sure. marriage is a two-way street. And so I just wanted to insert that caveat to saying this does only reference her part, mm-hmm. not his part. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we don't need to, I didn't, yeah, we don't need to spend we're a whole splitting episode hairs. splitting yep. hairs on all of that. Um, but he lacks nothing of value. Um, and the, the word, the gain is sometimes used to mean plunder. So like, there's this whole point here that it said in the commentary that his gain with this woman will be as rich and bountiful as the spoils of war. Mm. So um, because he can safely trust in her, they can gain so much. And my interpretation of that is also that they may lack their household, their marriage, whatever the case may be, may lack material things. Mm -hmm. They may not be as financially wealthy as other people, but the richness of their intimacy Mm -hmm of their trust and their relationship, that's a bigger value. And yeah. in that area, he lacks for nothing. That's awesome. So it's not about the financial provision mm-hmm. that's gained by blessing mm-hmm. from that. It's everything that else that comes with it. Mm. She brings him good, not harm. So, um, the, this is the word, the word good is used in the widest sense, meaning like pleasant, agreeable understanding, but it's also the same Hebrew word that is used to describe the light when God created it and said that the light was good oh, wow. when we talked about the fruit of goodness. Wow. Um, and so I just, I love that because it just brought a different perspective to it, which is she brings him good. She shines light in places, maybe in his character or in their marriage, mm-hmm. where Jesus needs to come in, but she does it in a way that is um, pleasant mm-hmm. and with understanding and with grace it's and with character. love. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's not accusatory. Mm-hmm. It's not pointing it's the finger. If only you did this, mm-hmm. then I could do this. Mm-hmm. Um, she brings order to an otherwise chaotic world. Several previous proverbs explained the bad effect of a bad wife, and the opposite is true. A virtuous wife does her husband good and not evil. She continues to be a blessing all the days of her life. The sense is that her goodness and faithful character become deeper and deeper through the passing years. Mm. And she just, she doesn't put him last, and she has best intentions for him. I love that. Best intentions. And I think that's where so many times Mm -hmm. in how we deal with people, our intentions are to elevate ourselves, Mm -hmm. not to elevate the other person. Yeah. We get very frustrated because we believe the whisper that it's always about him mm-hmm. and it's never about this. Mm-hmm. And and what if it is always about him? Because what if Jesus one day said, well, it's always about her? <laughs> you know? Well, dang. Yeah. It's always about her. Well, he's he, always he, got to be about them, God. Yeah. And I'm quite certain that he probably wakes up every day and goes, it's always about her <laughs> because it's always about me. What oh about me, gosh. God? What about me, so God? True. You know, I mean, it, so why do we wake up and go, it's always about him. It, Jesus never leaves us or forsakes us. Mm-hmm. And it's, we're the bride of Christ. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that just makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. I love this. Um, 
the last verse is her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes a seat among the elders of the land. So um, the word respected in there is also translated as known. The husband is known at the city gate. It's the same Hebrew word for know as it is in be still and know. <gasps> no way. No. Yes. <laughs> um, which means perceived, understood, acknowledged, considered, and most often translated respected. Um, but I just love that, that like her husband is known. And like we've talked about with be still and know, known by experience, yes. known by time spent. Um, and I think that it's really interesting that this verse is included because all these other verses are precise descriptions of who this woman is mm-hmm. and how her character infiltrates into the doing aspect of things. Yep. But the, um, but I just think that it's fascinating that this is all just about him. Yeah. That it's her influence that helps make him respected. Yeah. It's her influence that helps make him known. Um, and I think it also can reference the fact that she chose wisely mm-hmm. when she got married mm-hmm. and that she married well. And I just think that that's an important lesson. Yeah. Because sometimes I've just seen this personally with people that I have known where marriages have ended disastrously. Women did not choose well. That's because right. Because they, want, they were in a hurry. Yep. And so they end up choosing men that don't have the integrity of Christ, that don't have the characteristics of Christ, yep. that do not, um, that don't measure up to what God's standard would be in all sorts of arenas, yep. spiritual and otherwise. Yep. Um, and so the fact that her husband is respected at the city gate and he takes a seat among the elders, like she saw something in him that indicated this is the kind of person and characters and she chose well. That's right. Even if it was an arranged marriage back in the day, whatever. Right. It doesn't like, matter. That's, that's not the she point. She has a good husband. That's right. The point is she has a good husband. That's right. Um, and I also think that it's this, I mean, I don't think this is the only verse where the, it's a reflection of the husband alone, but I think that it implies that the respect he generates comes from the fact that his wife is so respected and an indication of the impact that we have as wives, that our husbands can excel and be elevated Mm -hmm. because of us Mm -hmm. behind the scenes. I mean, think about, you know, those marriages where the husband and the wife, you know, the one or the other is embarrassed of the other. Yes. Or and how it affects and they want to go places by themselves or they don't mm-hmm. want to go out and do things as couples or um, they begin to do things more separated. Respect is a huge deal, man, because when you respect someone, it just keeps you loyal to them. Mm-hmm. Like and, and feelings of love can be fleeting emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when no matter how angry I get at, at Chris sometimes, I still have such immense amount of respect mm-hmm. for him that it keeps me from blowing it. Right. And doing something I can't take back. Right. I mean, we all, I think, know people where you've been at a dinner party or a gathering or an event and um, the husband does something and behind his back, the wife's eye rolling and Mm -hmm. talking down about him and bad mouthing him. And um, it makes you lose respect for him Mm -hmm. because of what she is saying. That's right. It's not just a reflect. And I'm not talking about like close friends who are sharing struggles. I'm just talking about like in general, there's a difference between women who are sharing difficulties and women who are just bashing. That's right. Um, And we've all, I mean, we've all been around that, but it doesn't just indicate that you're unhappy with him. It indicates, well, maybe I should be unhappy with him. Maybe his character isn't what I thought it was because you're bashing him so publicly. Right. Um, And so your words to his face behind his back 
all of that affects how other people see him. Yeah. I have a, a friend who it's so caught up in her marriage right now that she has such a, but what about me? Well, he's doing this. Well, he's doing that. And, and I keep wanting to encourage her that it's not about what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You can't fix that. Mm-hmm. He, it's about what you're doing mm-hmm. and you, what you have power over, what you're in control of. And, um, you know, it's tearing him down. Because of how some of the choices are that she's making. And I think that we underestimate the power of our positivity mm-hmm. on the people that are in our direct world. Mm-hmm. And so instead of having that power of positivity, that significance, right. instead of success, we get into the the cattiness and, and the negative thinking and the, you know, well, you know, he, he didn't do this or, mm-hmm. you know, why should I do that? And again, I would just argue in our marriage with Christ, imagine if that was his attitude. Well, she right. didn't do this, so why should I do that? Maybe right. I'll take back her forgiveness. She didn't even say thank you after that blessing yeah. I just gave her. Yeah, I promised her that I'd give her eternal life, but maybe I don't feel like it anymore. <laughs> you know, could you imagine? But that's what we do. You that's take what me we're off. Doing. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what we're doing. It's it personal. Mm-hmm. It's deeply personal, and we're breaking promises, and we're breaking commitments. And, and we don't care about the repercussions because we think we're vindicated. But the person who's most vindicated to break all agreements will never. Right. And we think so that's true. okay. And then we get mad at him if he makes us have a, if we have a bad day. Jesus doesn't love me having a bad day. Right. But how many bad days do we cause the people that God's given us in our circle? Oh, gosh. I don't want to think about that. Like it's that accountability thing, it right? Is. It's like I was talking about last week in the character. It's time for us to take responsibility mm-hmm. for our own issues in our own lives. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, with this verse too, I would translate it to if you're not married, like how are you talking about your boss? How are you talking about coworkers? How are you talking about friends? How are, how are you, you talking, talking about, about the church? Well, now, how are you reflecting that, the body of Christ? That's a whole other <laughs> podcast, right? Yeah, for sure. How are you talking but about that is the bride of Christ? Family. That is our spiritual family. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, you can take this in the most literal sense, and you can also take this in a very spiritual sense. Yeah. That, you know, you can be like, I'm not married. Da, da, da. But no, how are you talking about the church? Mm-hmm. How are you representing the church? Are you edifying the church? Are you building it up? Are you even volunteering? Right. Are you even involved? Are you tithing? Are you supporting? (laughs) Are you committed? Oh, my goodness. You're stepping on some Mm. toes now. Yeah, baby. I mean, Um, and I step on my own. I mean, these are conversations that that we even have with ourselves, you know. And But at the end of the day, it is incredibly important that we sit back and have this conversation because it's not just about me. You know, it even goes to, um, like how you handle conflict. Like there are some, so I've, I've seen this in church, especially when somebody has a conflict with another coworker or staff member, or if a congregation member has a problem with a pastor, Mm -hmm. um, they talk about it with everybody else instead of just biblically doing what Jesus said, which is go directly to that person yes. and handle it one-on-one. Yes. And if they don't receive it, then bring somebody with you. And mm-hmm. then if they don't receive it, like there are steps to take. And we completely just verbally vomit yep. to anybody that will listen, um, which tears down the bride and it tears down the church. And I mean, it just is brutal. Why do you think people don't want anything to do with the church? And more so now than ever. Ever. Mm-hmm. which is just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. So yeah, her husband is respected. One, she chose well, mm-hmm. but two, her, her relationship with him shows other people 
that he is trustworthy. And here's the great thing about this is not only is he respected, but he comes back in 30 and 31 and praises her for it. Yes. He sings blessings to her. He has a whole poem that he does just for her. And I think when we elevate others beyond ourselves, they will come back and sing our praises. Mm -hmm. But we're so selfish. We don't want anybody elevated over us that we don't think deserves it. Right. And so we don't do the things that are selfless and, and elevating for others. And then we don't get it back, you know, and it's that whole thing. Like you don't give to get, right? but the net, and this is proof of that, that the natural um, overflow is that when I love someone so big that it puts them first and elevates them above myself, they're going to come back and, and be more in love with me and respect me more and think more of me. Mm-hmm. And it's not a, it's not an emotion. It's not a feeling. It's kind of a commitment. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It like reinforces the bond. Mm-hmm. Like it strengthens the ties. Yeah. Yeah. Like the cord of three that cannot be easily broken. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Um, okay. So practical application. Yes. So one, if you're married, honestly answer the question. Can my husband trust me with his heart? Does he feel safe and secure with me? Is he empowered because of my trust in him? If the answer is no, ask God to shine light on the places in your heart that prevent you from being the blessing you could be. I love that. And I think we all could probably answer no in some way, shape or form. Yeah. If not fully across the board. I then love at least that. What in was some the area. first word, uh, first sentence again? Ask yourself, does he feel safe? Can, he, can my husband trust me with his heart? Yes. Can he trust me with his heart? Like his whole heart. His whole heart, not just parts of like it. Like, can, can he tell you the places that he feels really, really insecure? And yeah. can you not, it's knowing so you're not going to use it against him? Yeah. Or um, find that chink in the armor yep. and shoot at it. And then number two, if you're not married yet, make a list of the being characteristics you want in your future husband mm. if you desire one. Don't make a list of doing things because it doesn't matter mm-hmm. how tall he is, his job, if he has washboard abs, <laughs> if he has a full head of hair. Like, none of that's important. <laughs> make a list of his character and his integrity. Write out what is vital to you and pray over that. Um, that should God desire to do so, that he will bring that person to you in his perfect that's timing. so important. Because who he is, they are all going to get older mm-hmm. and they are all going to lose the looks that they have at this point, but is who he is on the inside more beautiful? And I would even challenge you to write down your B words because as you get married and life changes, sometimes you can lose, um, your you your two feet aren't solid on the ground yes. because you you're changing your roles are changing and you might one day look in the mirror and go oh my gosh I don't know who you are anymore you <laughs> not know? that we've done that I kind of liked who I was once upon a time but who am I now <laughs> um, and I find myself now and I just gave somebody this advice I said remember who you are and never lose sight of it because you're going to go through 20 years of raising kids and changing life and career changes. And then one day it's just going to be you and your husband again. And you need to remember who it is that you were initially, because that's what you come back to. You fall in love, not as a wife, not as a mom, not as a this or that you fall in love with a person. So true. You fall in love with attributes, right? You fall in love with characteristics of someone. And then those characteristics are what make you a good mom and make you a good wife. But someday those kids are going to grow up and move out. And it's just going to be you and your husband again. And Chris and I are at that point. And I'm like, I've, I've got to become that woman that he can respect again. Right. That doesn't have anything to do with how great of a mom I am or, you know, me 
making a great meal for the family and or whatever. It's got to become that, you know, he can trust me with his heart Mm -hmm. that he knows I'm going to elevate him, that I have his best interest at heart, that I'm committed, that I'm not going anywhere, that I am strong and independent, that he doesn't have to be the source of all of my happiness and all of my friendship, that he's not meant to be my best girlfriend. He's meant to be my best friend, but not my best girlfriend. Right. That, you know, I... I'm going to admit my faults and my wrongs that I'm not going to ask him to fill my cup that I'm going to allow Jesus to fill my cup that I know where my strength comes from and I know who holds my tomorrow yes. because that's who it was before I met him yeah. and that's who it was when I fell in love with him but then the team changes a little bit and the way it looks changes a little bit and life goes very very ferociously fast and around the corner and before you know it you know this is where you land. So my my big thing is don't lose sight of who you are either. Right. What are the things you love about yourself? What are those attributes so that when you forget who you are, you can go back and read about them right? and reconnect with that woman? Absolutely. Oh, that's really good advice. Yeah. I love that. All right. All right. So that's it about the spouse relationship. Okay. Well, you pray us out. Yeah, this was fantastic. And we will be back next week with her family and household. Dun, 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 dun. And again, Again, you don't have to have kids or household because you do have yeah, a household. We you do have, have a household. That's yeah, right. that's right. Father God, thanks so much for this day. Thank you for the wisdom and the words that you were just bringing out um, in this study. Just love it. I hope that it's fallen on the hearts of many women and just comforting them and meeting them where they are, but also challenging them um, and showing them just the course that you have for each of us. Lord, I praise you for um, just the many blessings that you continue to bestow upon us, even though we are so undeserving. Um, be with those who are in need today, comfort them um, and meet them exactly where they are and fill in their space and void. And in your name we pray, Lord. Amen. Amen.